Welcome to the Fight for Yourself podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. Episode 44, Grief is My Biggest Fight Yet. Hi friends, I'm back. It has been so long since I recorded an episode and I am so happy to be back on the microphone talking with you all about what's going on. I really took the year to be a coach full time and really learn the craft of coaching. I've been studying for an exam to be board certified in coaching and really it brings it all up for how I can coach myself. So I've been practicing those skills and applying them on myself and really that's taken a lot of work and so my energies have really been there. But I've been called back to the microphone. Um, I've had some things that I really wanna talk about with you all and some people have reached out to me and said that they really want more episodes, which is, you know, kind of helps the motivation. And, you know, I wanted to take the time to figure out what this podcast is. You know, from the beginning, I was just kind of flowing with whatever I wanted to talk about, what was going on with me in the hopes that sharing my experience as a human um, can really help you on your journey and at least bring up these issues that you can think about. Um, and that is really still my focus, only it will be rooted in my experience, you know, as a human that is trying to be healthy in mind and body. And um, it will also be informed by my expertise as a coach and how I apply those concepts to myself and how you might apply them to yourself to change your life the way I'm constantly changing mine and learning. So really my mission is to talk about hard things that I go through um, either in my world around me or you know internally in my brain and my mindset so that you can reap the benefits of these discussions. That's just always my hope. So I hope that you're here with me and that I can provide some value. One of the important intentions I have for this podcast is to really make an impact. And the only way that I know how to do that is to open up and share my raw experiences, my real journey, because I believe vulnerability can be a really powerful tool to connect people. And it doesn't come inherent for me. It's not something that's, that comes easy. And so you get to hear me practice it live. In that spirit, this episode will be around grief, which is proving to be my biggest fight yet. Last month, I lost my mother. I took care of her for 10 days, night and day, in the hospital, and then she died. She was a powerhouse of a person, 
and my whole foundation. And so now I have to stand up and figure out how to fight for myself through this grief. And I can hear her telling me to do that. So I will share with you in the spirit of being vulnerable and sharing my real-time truth and continuing with that mission to talk about hard things. Today we'll talk about grief. The first thing I'd like to do is really just to share a letter I wrote the other morning to her during my morning routine. Just to get out some of that raw emotion and be present with it and share it with you. So here we go. Dear Mom, I really don't know how I'm going to live in this world without you in it. I know I'll figure it out, but I don't know how right now. I feel like I'm working to balance being present with my emotions of grief for you while also figuring out how to stand on your shoulders and shine into the life you always wanted for me. We were a team. Unconditional love and never-ending support really changes a person. When someone loves you that much, you just feel lovable. And that was your biggest gift. It adds value and worth to someone's foundation to be loved like that. And that's what you gave me in this life. So I'm so grateful. But because of that, I feel a terrible loss in this physical world without you. But the legacy you've left is vast and powerful. You expected excellence from me, which made me expect it from myself. And what a gift. And now that you are gone, that does not end. I honor you in my efforts to live up to that. I want to act as if your arms are around me. I want to take the memories and provide my own comfort now. I'm trying very hard. I will commit to persevering. There's no other choice. I share that with you because I really want to model someone who is actually going through grief and um, doesn't think it needs to be hush-hush. Grief is a natural part of loving and of family and connection. And it's something that we should speak about more often in our culture, in my opinion. Something in me knows that speaking with you and sharing these thoughts and writing those letters and, you know, doing the work really is how to move through it instead of push it down. And our culture doesn't really want to talk about that process, but I do. 
I do want to talk about grief. And grief doesn't look the same for everyone. But I do want to share my experience of grief. At least where it is right now. Very raw and new. So what do I do now? What do I do now when I feel pretty devastated? I have no other choice other than to care for myself through this. All of the care and routine that I have built for myself really comes into play now. I mean, this is when fighting for yourself kicks in big time. When you feels like your whole world has fallen apart, this is when fighting for yourself kicks in. And so I want to lean into those practices that I've built for the last few years for myself. That's the only thing that I can think of to do at this point, to take care of myself. You know, when going through something like this, when you're feeling such painful emotions, it would be so easy to turn to other things for comfort. For me, it would be food. You're having painful emotions and it's uncomfortable and you don't want to feel them. And so your brain, you know, rewards you for, for eating. It can give you comfort in the moment. And obviously long term, it's, it's terrible for you. But it would be very easy to go there. And I know that about myself. So... I am doing the best I can not to seek resolution for those feelings when they come up. I'm trying really hard to be present and trying really hard to lean on these routines and habits that I've built for myself because I'm worth it and she expects it of me. I'm trying to think of this process as directing the love that I have for her back onto myself to honor her. And that really puts it in perspective for me and puts it in a positive light that to honor her, I will take the love I have and turn it back on myself during this time. And so I thought maybe we'd end the episode by going through 10 actions that I'm doing to fight for myself right now. I think you could probably tell that I'm coming from a really deep sorrow at this point. And so leaning into these structures and these routines and these 10 actions, like things I can do to feel better and still take care of myself, that is what I'd like to focus on for the rest of the episode because that is really my mission right now. How do I take care of myself? Well, here are 10 ways. Okay, let's talk about some practical things that you can do basically when your world falls apart, whether you've lost someone or you're going through a different kind of grief or a different kind of loss. These are things that you can rely on to take care of yourself through it until things feel a little better. Number one is water. I have been drinking so much water. I think maybe because uh, 
so much water came out of my eyes, <laughs> but I have been drinking a lot of water and um, it feels like something really good to replenish my body and keep it hydrated no matter what's going on. And I also found that in public places, when you feel that ball in the back of your throat where you want to cry, it helps. Swallowing water helps. Kind of um, eases that feeling like you're going to cry in public if you're just drinking some water and swallowing that ball a little bit. Just a little practical tip. Um, number two is creating space for breath work. Are you breathing? Are you spending time to intentionally breathe? I've been doing a lot of meditating and a lot of yoga, intentionally breathing, breathing, feeling my life force. Frankly, I was with my mom in the hospital um, and she had COPD and couldn't breathe. She couldn't breathe. And so I breathe for her, breathing, focusing on calming my nervous system, calming my brain, calming my muscles and my body, and breathing. It doesn't take much time. Even 10 full breaths can change everything. It can stop the panic. It can center you and just clear your head, deep breathing, and doing it intentionally, creating time to do that. It doesn't take much. I started with two minutes a day when I first started meditating and um, have gone from there. Now I just do five minutes in the morning and several times throughout the day I'm learning to, to take that skill from the meditation practice in the morning and implement it whenever I need it throughout the day. So breathe intentionally, on purpose, breathing. Number three is resting. Grief feels like I'm just never-ending exhausted. I'm so tired. There's so much going on internally and it's just exhausting. And so I'm allowing for rest. I'm a kind of a person that's a go, 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 go. And often when something like this happens, some of us tend to just go, 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 because then we don't have to stop and, and feel. And I'm allowing for rest. I'm doing my very best to relax and rest and get the sleep I need. You know, sleep is so, so, so important. And listening to your body and how tired it is from all the emotions and all that's going on to allow it to sleep. You know, I have to, with a little caveat, watch that it's not too much and that the depression's not creeping in. Um, but allowing for the rest and intentionally going to bed early and getting good sleep as best as you can. So important. Number four is allowing the feelings. Allowing with a capital A. Because instinctually we want to run from 
terrible feelings. We want to run from grief. We want to run from loss and sorrow. We want to run away from it. It's uncomfortable. And something in me is telling me that I just have to turn around and look it in the face. You've heard me say this before, like looking the bear in the face. This is the bear. So I'm turning around and looking at it. And it's awful. <laughs> but I'm not afraid. That's not true. I am afraid, but I do it anyway. So allowing the feelings, looking at those feelings, being present with those feelings, they're coming up. And in grief, you've heard the cliche, but those of you who have experienced it know it's true. The waves that come, the unexpected waves, in the middle of brushing your teeth or just going about doing daily things, the waves of grief and terrible feelings are uncomfortable, but allowing for those. There are, you know, I say there is space for you. There is space for this grief. It's here. We're allowing it. The resistance against it, resistance against bad feelings, I think, you know, they say it's like resistance plus pain equals suffering. And the resistance causes more pain. So I'm trying to allow space for the feelings when they come up. It's not easy. But fighting for yourself is not easy. But it's worth it. Five really is explaining this whole process. It's that loving structure and looking at these little habits that I'm keeping for myself as a loving structure, as a way of giving myself care. So instead of I have to do this and I have to do that and there's too many things, seeing it as a loving, I look at it like scaffolding that I keep for me. It's habits that I've built up to care for myself and I especially need it during this time. So looking at these habits and changing your mindset into making them loving structure, not something you have to do, but something you're doing to care for yourself. Number six is sharing my experience when I want to. That's an important part of it is when, when I want to. But sharing my experience is important. I really can feel the tendency to want to hole up. Grief is lonely. And it feels like sharing my experience with you, with this podcast, with writing, is important. It's an important way to open up with that vulnerability and crack that open, feel the emotions, and share them with someone. It's therapeutic. Of course, that someone, if you're doing it face-to-face, -face, should be someone you really trust. So that when you do open up, uh, you know you're in good hands. 
And of course, this podcast is one way that I'm doing that for myself, sharing these raw feelings with you. Seven is movement, moving, exercising, getting into my body. For me, lately, it's really been about yoga because it's been a softer, um, more intentional movement. But getting into my body has been very therapeutic. Focusing on how my body feels, even with those hard emotions, it can really store it in your body. You know, they say your issues are in your tissues. And it's true. You hold things in your body. And so getting some movement in, whatever that is like for you, um, there's no one certain way to do it. I try a lot of different things and I run and I've been doing a lot of yoga and I do do a circuit class. I just, I'm changing it up all the time just to get inside my body and feel the energy and feel the life that I still have. The life that I still have running through my veins and that vibration. And the way you do that is by moving, moving, exercising, getting in some movement that feels good to you. Number eight is, is feeding yourself with love. It's part of that loving structure. Instead of turning to food that would not feel good in my body and would not help my mental state at all, I am feeding myself with love as best that I can setting myself up for success by having a lot of whole foods and thing, foods that are healthy that I really love. And so feeding yourself with love and looking at it that way, just with that loving structure, it's looking at food as a way to care for yourself, to fight for yourself. It's not always easy to do. Um, but none of this is. And... I, I love the idea of changing your mind about it. I'm feeding myself with love. I'm feeding myself with things that will help me feel good in my body and in my brain and be able to think and, you know, kind of operate at my highest level, the highest level I can come up with when going through something like this. Number nine is writing. Every morning I'm writing, 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 writing. And it doesn't have to be edited. It just is getting these, whatever wants to come through your pen out. It can be your dreams. It can be, you know, letters to someone you loved, like, like mine was. It can be just thoughts. It can be anything. Just let the pen flow. Writing to process the millions of emotions that come up when your world has devastated. Writing, writing, writing. And I know that I used to have a tendency to really edit. I don't like this, cross it out, you know. And once I decided to just flow, like brainstorm writing, just flow, flow, flow on the page, it was very therapeutic. It is really something to see your thoughts on paper. And it really helps clarify things. And so I do it every morning. 
I spend five minutes just writing, 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 writing. And I encourage you to try it as well. It's powerful. It's not a, um, you know, that if you're not in the habit of doing it, it can feel weird at first, but just let it flow. I'm telling you, five minutes. And the last one I'd like to say that I'm doing right now to take care of myself, number 10, is seeking. And what I mean by that is I'm seeking knowledge. I'm seeking knowledge from other people who have gone through grief. I'm reading books. I'm um, doing the most that I can to learn and stay in a growth mindset and explore, you know, the human experience of grief. I'm seeking. I'm listening to other podcasts. And I'm listening to music and I'm reading and researching and trying different things because, again, it comes down to the life that we have right in front of our face, the life we are living. And the life I'm living right now is in, in sorrow and grief. But I still continue to fight for myself. It's the only choice. So I hope this episode has been helpful and that me sharing my experience about grief um, has been helpful for you. And I'd love to hear any of your thoughts. I'm all over Instagram and Facebook. And you can also reach out to me at fightforyourself.net any way you want to. I'd love to discuss grief more and have an open discussion about it. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me, and if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes, share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews in iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. So that's it for this episode. I'm hoping that you will kind of take a glance at your life uh, through the lens of risk-taking and see what you could find out about yourself. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say. design we've grown